Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to share some more knowledge about how to apply for a grant for the first time. Uh, I'm not, I'm never ever the type of person that will hold knowledge from anyone. And um, for those of you who said I was fussing, I was not fussing on my last post. I do just get tired of people contacting me without um, at least acknowledging the fact that they need to have something when they go to a bank and ask for a grant. They want to know what it is that you're doing. They want to know what it is that you need and why it is that you need it. Okay, I just saw my uh, pretty cousin jump on. She's a prime example. I'm going to use her as an example to talk about how to get grants. Um, okay, so uh, I know that she works with children. Okay, so you work at a daycare and you want to get a grant to uh, provide food for some of the kids at your facility that um, may or may not be getting breakfast. Just because you're, a daycare is a for-profit doesn't mean that you can't still get grant money. The reason why you can get grant money on a for-profit business is because you have a problem that needs to be solved. And the reason why the bank would give a for-profit a grant over a non-profit is because of what's called the CRA. The Community Reinvestment Act of 1977 states that all banks have to reinvest in the communities in which they're chartered. So that means they have to give money in the area where you are so the first thing you have to do is find a bank who um is uh whose area is represented by your facility your child care facility your daycare your uh, school your academy your university okay identify banks that are in your area and identify banks whose service area that you are in then you need to look at what's called um the metafax or the children those are what we call, they have to have what's called measured outcomes. The way you create a measured outcome is based on low income, very low income, moderate income, or mid to moderate income. So if you have somebody that's very low income, that's families that make below 38000 a year. Your low income are people that make below $56,499 a year. And your mid to moderate income are people that make below below $84,100 a year. So you look at your families and your families are either very low income, low income, or mid to moderate income. Now, you break down the income. So all of this information, I can send it to you. You just inbox me. But the point is, you want to be able to tell the bank who you're serving. You want to tell them, number one, the ages. You have ages between uh, zero to, to uh, three. And then you have the three to five. You have six to 10. You have uh, 10 to 12 and all the way up. Then you want to look at um, the age bracket. So you look at the age bracket. You want to look at the income brackets. Remember, very low income mid to moderate income, low income. Each one of these different categories is going to tell the bank, oh, okay, I'm serving the very low income market. I'm serving the low income market. I'm serving the mid to moderate income market. And based on what the bank needs to invest in, they may very well give you exactly what you're asking for because you're helping them to meet their metafacts. You're helping them to reach the goals that they need to reach in serving the people in the community. That's the number one reason why they give grants. Having a 501c3 helps you to get it, but that's not the only way that you can get it. So when a person just automatically says, well, I don't have a 501c3, I'm not going to be able to get a grant. That's not true. But I'm not going to beg you to get this money. So you have a problem that you're trying to solve in the community and you don't have a 501c3, but you do have a problem that you're solving. And we can prove to the bank that 
these people meet the meta facts they are low income they don't you know they are um of the age that you're looking to serve there it doesn't matter the race they can be white black hispanic they can be um african they can be a middle eastern any any nationality that has nothing to do with it the nationality has nothing to do with it it's the income is what they're looking at because they don't have to serve people that make over eighty-five thousand. They don't have to serve them, but they have to serve people that make below 85000 because those are the communities in which they're chartered. Those are the people that live in the areas where they are. So if you want to get money from a bank, you just need to be able to solve a problem. Now, this is how you do it. So you identify Wells Fargo, Bank of America, or Chase. I'm going to tell you right now, don't even call them because those banks are so big that they don't have a carbon pr footprint that's local. You want to call on like a Prosperity Bank. You want to call on BBVA Compass. You want to call on, um, there's another one, um, Wood Forest National Bank. For those of you who bank in Walmart, First Convenience Bank, National Bank. I know all of the uh, CRA officers for these local banks because I work with them. What I did was I volunteered with the Office of the Comptroller of Currency, which is the bank regulator. So whenever the bank regulator is telling the people what they need, the bankers, what they need to invest in, I'm right there learning. And as a grant writer, you want me to be right there learning so that I can turn around and educate you. So how do you get a, a grant from a bank? The first thing you need to do is call said bank. I don't care who it is. Ask them to speak to the community reinvestment officer, the CRA officer. Then you're going to talk to the CRA officer, introduce yourself, and ask them when is a good time that you can come and sit down and talk to them in person. Why do you want to talk to them in person? Because talking to them in person, you can ask them questions. You can learn what it is that they have an appetite to give toward. And if you don't already have a problem that you need to solve, once you learn what they want to give toward, now you can go find some problems that you need to solve and go back and present them with some ideas that they can invest in remember they're going to make these investments whether you go to them or not they're going to invest in something so why not it be you why not it be your project has this something that you've been trying to do you want to start in a um don't just say oh i want to buy an apartment complex and i want to put homeless people in it first of all have you talked to homeless people they like living on the streets so you can't start an initiative for people without people's permission Oh, I want to feed the homeless. Oh, no, I want to feed the needy. Well, who is the needy? Do they know they're needy? Because a lot of needy people don't want to be fed. Remember, closed mouths don't get fed. So before you can decide that you want to take on an initiative, make sure those people want to be served. Because the last thing you want to do is go to the bank and get money to serve a community that doesn't want to be served. Been there, done that. I helped to create jobs in the construction industry for my people. And my people didn't want to work. So we created 42 jobs and only 12 of them actually kept the jobs. Everybody else made excuses of why they couldn't go to work or why it was raining and they couldn't do construction because they didn't want to get sick or whatever the other excuse was that they came up with. Make sure when you put your name on the line and you go, you want to go in and you want to solve a problem, please make sure this is a problem that, that needs to be solved and make sure that you're solving a problem for people that want to be helped. A lot of times we get on our soapbox and we start initiatives for people that don't want help. So that's very important. 
So identify the people that need the help. Identify the help that needs to be created and served. And then put together a program in order to fulfill the problem, create the solution, and then be able to turn in these metafacts or these measured outcomes to the bank. It's really just that simple. Getting money from the bank, getting money from the bank does have strings attached, but if you're willing to go through what it takes, then you can fund your program, you can fund your project. Um this is what I was about to say. You want to be a landlord, but you don't know how to do it. You need to go to Texas Department of Housing and Community Affairs. They have money set aside to help you become a landlord, but you're not going to be able to do it for free. You're going to need to be able to have something that you're going to have to be able to do. Uh, do you do construction? Um, have you pro been, pro been in property management before? Do you know how to do compliance? Have you served people in a nonprofit capacity? If you can show any type of sweat equity, then... They will be more than willing to help you to accomplish your goal because they need more property managers. We have a three to five year wait list for tax credit properties, um, for Section 8 properties in Dallas County, Tarrant County, and Denton County, and um, some parts of Collin County. That means there are people that are on a three to five year wait list waiting for you to develop rental properties so they can pay you to live there. What? Yes. And so I'm working with a lot of owners that are selling their land so we can build these houses. Now, let me tell you something real quick before I let you go. We can build a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath, one-car garage house for less than $60,000. You put that on house, and that's going to be about a five dollars to $600 payment, taxes, insurance, and everything. You put that on housing for about $12.95 a month, you'll be able to pay your mortgage on your rental property and turn a profit yes it is doable yes i know people say well i don't want anybody in section eight on section eight in my houses because they're going to tear it up all you have to do is number one require a one month's rent as a deposit and number two you put in a clause that if, if if you put them in a brand new home and anything is damaged that is not normal wear and tear then they will personally be responsible for it and you get to pick the person that goes in your home. You don't have to let somebody go in the home that doesn't have good rental history, that doesn't pay their water bill on time. I mean, you pick, you go through, you interview, you pick the right people. And if you're the person on Section 8, then you need to start making payments now, making your water payment, making your utility payment, getting your credit straight. If you don't have to pay rent, then you shouldn't have bad credit. I mean, that's the whole point of being on a subsidized program is so that you can save money. So work on your credit. Get yourself where you need to be. If you don't know what to do, inbox me. I will help you because the last thing you want to do is get ready to use your Section 8 voucher to purchase your home, but the landlord doesn't want to sell it to you. So there's a whole lot of things that we can do. I started this out with the prefix of how to get a grant. But once you get your grant, there's so many other things you can do. Just keep this relationship in good standing with said bank. And I started out getting $250 from a bank in Tyler, where I used to live for 12 years. And they just asked me some questions. I just wanted to do a credit education class. And they asked me what all information did I want to provide. I told them I wanted to teach them about the FICO score. I wanted to teach them about um, how to um, do disputes. I wanted to teach them how to restore their own credit without paying anyone. 
They gave me $250 to produce 10 books. I went to King... Back then, it was Kinko's. Now, I think it's FedEx office, whatever. Not the point. The point is, this bank gave me $250 to put books together to teach a free class. So, if you out teaching classes, or if you just took a class, and your teacher can't provide books, tell her. Tell him. All they have to do is go to the local bank and present their curriculum, who they're teaching it, and remember those demographics. Who they're serving, the income level of who they're serving, and also the ages of who they're serving. And then there shouldn't be any problem with them getting a grant. Yes, there are strings attached, but once you learn how to apply those strings, I'm telling you, it's not that hard. I don't have a monopoly on writing grants. I just do it. And I teach you, I'll teach you how to do it as well. So any questions, you can put it in the comments. Lastly, I just want to add, if you're just now jumping on and you want to learn how to get a grant, the first thing you need to do is call your local bank and ask them to speak to the community reinvestment officer. After you find out who the community reinvestment officer is, set an appointment to go and meet with them. Talk to them about the problem that you want to solve in the community. And you need three things. You need the income levels of the people you're serving. You also need the, um, the you need the income levels. You need the metafacts. And what I say, I've already said this three times, but people keep jumping on and I don't want you to miss this. The metafacts, you got very low income, low income, and mid to moderate income. You need to learn what your client's income levels are so that you can report that. You want to know their ages. If you're serving children, you need those ages. If you're serving adults, they don't have to say I'm 26. You can ask them, are they between the ages of 18 and 21, uh, 22 and 36, 36 and 48? You set it up like that. And if you need help putting together your forms, inbox me. Because what I typically do is I do a registration form before I ever put on the event. That way they're giving me all this information up front before they ever attend the event. So even if they don't show up, I still can count those metafacts because they registered. So, if you have any questions, inbox me. Thank you so much for jumping on. I'm going to be doing uh, two more, but the next ones will be different topics. So, just look at the topics. If it's something you're interested in, I'd love to have you. Thank you so much. And play this from the beginning so you can get everything that I said. Thank you so much and enjoy your day.